What's up, everybody? My name is Eduardo Del Rio. I am your host for this Performance Upgrade Training Podcast. I'm extremely excited to bring you today's episode titled Utilizing Anatomy to Your Advantage. I think this is something extremely important for anyone walking into the weight room, regardless of your level of expertise. Whether you're a beginner walking into the weight room, having a general understanding of the human anatomy is going to give you a blueprint on how to maneuver in the gym and how to go about doing certain exercises and using certain machines to get the most out of your session. And if you're an expert, right, or someone who's been doing this for years and years, you perhaps don't need a general understanding of anatomy. You need more of an in-depth understanding of anatomy. Uh, Not so much being able to name muscles and localize muscles, but more so being able to point out the origin and insertion points of these muscles, right? Where does it begin and where does it end? And on top of that, the muscle fiber directions, right? Why should I go down up instead of up down if I'm trying to target a certain area uh, uh, of my pecs? And that's where a more in-depth understanding of the human anatomy is going to give you the edge and probably even help you achieve exactly what it is you're trying to achieve. Back when I was studying kinesiology over at Cal State Long Beach, I took a human anatomy course. And gosh, maybe a third into the course, I wasn't really convinced why I needed to take a year-long course to learn every little muscle and the origin and the insertion of these muscles and the action of these muscles. I wasn't really convinced. I think as a, as a strength and conditioning coach or as a personal trainer or a health and fitness coach, whatever you want to classify me, I think I can get by by telling my clients, hey, you want a bigger pec? Get under the barbell, load it up knock out some reps. You want bigger glutes, get get on the hip thrust machine, let's knock out some reps, load it up, right? You want to define your quads, well, let's get on some split squats, right? Bulgarian split lunges and, and knock out, you know, 15, 20, 25 reps, whatever, you name it. I didn't understand why I really needed an in-depth understanding of human anatomy. And as I continued to study, I had a light bulb moment. That light bulb moment came when I actually worked with the cadavers. I was lucky enough to work with cadavers during my course. And that's when I kind of put the pieces together. I said, this is what's going to make the difference between getting mediocre goals and surpassing those goals. This is what's going to help me in the gym turn what I thought was an eight, nine month process into a three, four, five month process. Uh, And the reason being is because we actually got to see the muscles for what they are. If we look at our bicep, right, we know it's there, but we have skin covering it. I was lucky enough to actually see these muscles. And when you see them for what they are, you realize the direction of these muscle fibers, right? Some of them go up, right? Some of them go down. They go side to side. And... When I took that information into the weight room, 
it changed everything because I was more knowledgeable. I thought all this time I was doing a certain exercise to target my hamstring and then I went and I turned my toes in or turned my toes out and I feel a whole nother engagement and that's when I really get these nice defined strong hamstrings and it wasn't until I saw the cadavers that I had that moment. So that's why a general understanding of the human anatomy is, is good. Having a more in-depth is going to change your entire gym session. So diving right in here, as I mentioned, just knowing the names of these muscles gives you three big benefits. At least I like to point out three big benefits. The first one is you're able to put in your head what these muscles look like based on their name. Take, for example, your tricep. If I just say tricep, you get the prefix tri, T-R-I, which stands for three. If you take that and you look at the muscle and you say, okay, I have a tricep, what does that mean? It means I have three heads. I have a medial head, a lateral head, and a long head. So now I'm, I'm feeling my muscle while I do a tricep extension and I touch the innermost part, I go, that's most likely my medial head. And I touch the outermost part, that's my lateral head. And somewhere in the middle is my, my long head, right? That helps you imagine and helps you envision what is it you're working. Or put a picture in your head of the muscle you're working. Tricep, three. There's a long head, medial head, lateral head. And that's just by knowing the name of the muscle. Secondly, just by knowing the name, you're able to localize the muscle. The best example I can give you is your deltoid. Your deltoid is one deltoid subdivided into kind of three. You have your anterior fibers of the deltoid, your lateral fibers of the deltoid, and your posterior fibers of the deltoid. And just knowing the names of that you're able to point out, okay, anterior fibers of my deltoid. Anterior, that means front. Okay, so the front of my deltoid. What could I do to engage the front of my deltoid where we can get into a front raise? Grab some dumbbells or a weighted plate and get into some front raises to work your anterior because anterior means front. Then you go to the lateral. Lateral in, in the human anatomy means first away from the midline so what's gonna work my lateral deltoid well maybe a lateral raise because it takes my deltoid and the weight further away from the midline of the body so grab some dumbbells maybe some kettlebells grab a, a, some small weighted plates get into some lateral dumbbells because that's gonna work the lateral head of the deltoid the lateral fibers of the deltoid that move away from the midline of the body. Then you have your posterior fibers of the deltoid. Unlike your anterior, which means front, your posterior means back. So the back fibers of my deltoid, what can I do to work that? Well, I'm gonna get on the bench, right? I'm gonna grab a bench, I'm gonna lay on my stomach, 
I'm going to raise my elbows about 90 degrees and I'm going to get into some back rows there. Why 90 degrees? Now we're talking joint angles and, and, and muscle activation based on joint angle. That's a little more in depth. There's, there's some episodes coming about that. Be patient with me. But right now, we want to get those elbows 90 degrees, get into some back rows to really engage your posterior deltoids, the back fibers of the deltoid. And again, that's just knowing the name. And the third benefit of that is the action. Some muscles give you their action in their name. The best example I can give you is your adductor magnus. Your adductor magnus. What does your adductor do? What does the, the, the word adductor mean? Adduction, if you want to get really specific. Adduction means bringing a body part closer to the midline of the body. So the actual action of bringing it closer to the center of your body or towards the midline of the body is adduction. You know, some people go to the extent and say horizontal adduction, right? Vertical adduction. All we want to get to in a general point is just adduction is bringing it closer to the midline of the body. So my adductor magnus, and for those of you, again, who don't quite have the in-depth understanding of anatomy, that's basically a muscle in your groin area. That's going to bring your, your, your uh, femur, right, or your leg closer to the midline of the body. So if we need to work our groin, say you had a minor injury and you recovered and you just want to strengthen it up, get on the adductor machine and bring that the weights in, right? You're bringing the weights closer to the midline of the body. Put an ankle strap on your ankle. Put the cable machine all the way up. Take that foot all the way out and then contract it to bring the weight towards the midline of the body. Just by knowing the name of the muscle, you get its action. Adductor magnus, adduction, closer to the midline of the body. So those are three benefits you get out of just knowing the name of a muscle. You get to imagine it, right? You get to put a picture in your head, tricep, three heads, lateral, medial, long. You get to localize it, deltoid, anterior deltoid front, lateral deltoid, side, posterior deltoid, back. And you even get its own action, adductor, magnus, adduction, bringing it closer to the midline of the body. Now, for my more advanced people, the people who have been doing this for years and know how to name these muscles and know how these muscles look, and can localize them without hesitation, I challenge you to do something. I challenge you to pick a muscle, any muscle, and look up its origin and its insertion. In other words, look up where the muscle starts and where the muscle ends. Because when you take the origin and the insertion points, and you separate them as much as possible, you get a full extension of that muscle. And when you 
take those two points and bring them together as much as possible, you get a full contraction. So pick a muscle, any muscle. Say our pec. Let's, let's, let's imagine our pec. Our pec is going to originate in the sternum. The pec is also going to have some fibers that originate in the clavicle. And they're going to go ahead and insert into the humerus. So how can we separate those two points as much as possible and then contract them as much as possible? Then, on top of that, you have fibers that originate in the clavicle. So how can we separate that point and its insertion point in the humerus as much as possible and how can you bring those two points as much as possible? Sometimes you have to rotate, right? To separate those two points, you have to rotate outward. And to bring those two points as close as possible to achieve a full contraction, you have to rotate inward. So, again, my experts, pick any muscle, the muscle that you want to work the most. Look up its origin and its insertion point separate them, figure out how you can separate them as much as possible, and then figure out how you can bring them together as much as possible. That's going to give you a full extension, and a full extension is going to lead to a full contraction, and a full contraction is going to lead to stimulus, reps, right, tension, time under tension, and it's going to give you the outcome that you want. So, that's what I challenge my experts to do and dive in a little deeper on the anatomy of, this, of these muscles. Because yes, naming them and localizing them is, is one thing, but going in depth and figuring out where they start and where they end and how to separate them and how to bring that, those two points together as much as possible is something a little more advanced. And that's what I challenge my experts to do. Hopefully, that encourages some of you guys to pick up an anatomy book or, or at least do some type of research, a little more in-depth research of the muscles that you want to grow or the muscles that you, your favorite muscles to work out, and it's going to amplify your workout and make it that much better. I hope I'm able to do that with my expert people. So, a lot of information coming to you guys. Just to give you a quick recap, we talked about having a general understanding of anatomy and how that's going to help out my beginners, right? Just being able to name them and localize them. And for my experts who need a little more in-depth anatomy, I challenge you guys to figure out the origin and insertion points of your favorite muscle or the muscle that you want to work before going into the weight room. Just so that you realize how much you can actually separate them and how much you can actually bring them together to get a full extension and a full contraction to get more stimulating reps. I really hope I get some of you guys to pick up a book. That, that, that would be the biggest achievement for me. Um, but anyway, moving forward. How else does anatomy or having an understanding of anatomy become helpful? How can we utilize that to our advantage, right? Other than names and, you know, pointing it out 
and knowing where they start and where they finish, we also need to know the action of these muscles. Because when, again, you pick up a book and you do some research, you realize that muscles have more than one action. Take, for example, again, we'll use the example of your pec. Right? Your pec isn't just used for pressing. Right? Your pec isn't just used for you know, vertical bench pressing and incline bench pressing. Your pec also does horizontal adduction of the arm, right? We talked about adduction, bringing it closer to the midline. That's where we get our, our chest flies. And it also does internal rotation of the humerus of your arm, right? It internally rotates your arm. It aids in that action. So it's not just used for pressing and, and shoulder flexion or arm flexion. It's not just used for horizontal adduction. It's also used for internal rotation. So what I'll have some of my clients do, just sticking to, say, a press, I'll have them hold dumbbells, start at the bottom of the rep with the dumbbells rotated outward, and as they go up in their rep, I'll have them rotate it inward because that's internal rotation, right? That's an action of the pec. So as they go down, they externally rotate. And since we know that the action of the pec is internal rotation, as we go up into the contraction, I'll have them rotate that dumbbell inward. Or take, for example, your hamstring. Get on the leg curl machine on your stomach, and you're on, you're, on the, you're on your stomach, and you're on the leg curl machine, and you're just repping with your toes down. Ham out a couple of those reps. See how that feels. On your second set, I want you to do some reps with your toes pointed inward and your heels pointed outward. So bring your toes together and separate your heels and knock out some reps like that. See how that feels. And then switch it. Bring your heels together and separate your toes and see how that engages your hamstrings differently. Why? Because your hamstring group aids in internal and external rotation of your foot. Right? If you point your toe outward, you're externally rotating. And if you do a leg curl with your toes like that, you'll feel a different engagement than with your toes pointing inward. So get on the leg curl. Ham out some reps with your toes pointed down. Give yourself, a, you know, whatever your program calls, 30 second, a minute. If you're working for strength, two minutes, whatever the case is. Then point your toes inward Knock out some reps there and see how that engages your pec. And then bring your heels together, point your toes outward, ham out some reps there and see how that engages the hamstrings differently. That is the benefit of knowing the actions of these muscles. You realize they don't have just one action. They have multiple actions. And we need to train all those actions if you want to get the most out of the weight room, if we want to get the most out of our reps, if we want to get the most stimulating reps to our muscles, use its action accordingly and, and to your benefit. Again, knowing, knowing this stuff is only to benefit you. So whether you're advanced or not advanced, I challenge you again. Go look at your favorite muscle that you like to work out or go look at the muscle you're about to work out. Figure out its action. You might even be shocked and somewhere down the line realize 
that two muscles share an action. The best example I get can give you, or one of the best examples I like to give, is your latissimus dorsi and your tricep group. They share an action. And that action is extension of the arm. So I'll have my clients on a straight hand lat pull down. The, uh, the, the lat pull down where you're kind of standing almost in like a, an athletic stance and you got a rope attachment, usually a rope attachment. You can use a flat bar on, on the cable machine and they're pulling that weight from top to bottom. Because the lat and the tricep share that action of shoulder extension, I'll sometimes have my clients, you know, I'll, I'll ask them, where do you feel that? They say, I feel it in my lap, but my tricep too. I go, that's not bad. That's actually pretty dang good. Yes, your lat is primarily working, but your tricep is working secondarily. Because they share the same action. So even though it's a lat dominant exercise, the action that you're doing is going gonna, is gonna to engage the tricep towards the end of the rep. That's not bad. You're not doing it wrong. You're doing exceptional. Good job, right? So you realize that muscles share an action. And that's where, for my beginners, we get this grouping of, say, push day and pull day. My advanced people know what I'm talking about. For, but for my beginners who have heard of this legendary push day and legendary pull day you're just taking the action of the muscles and grouping them all into a workout session because they all have or at least they all share similar action you could go with the old school bro split right chest on monday back on tuesday legs on wednesday core on thursday arms on friday you know, round two of chest on Saturday and Sundays, all cardio and abs. You can do a bro split. I mean, some people have the time. Some people have the commitment. Some people have the schedule to do that. But if you're, you know, my, my nine to five workers or my, my CEO people who don't have the time and day to do that because, you know, they're running a business and they're working all day and then they get home and they got a family of two, three kids that they... They got a handful. I get it. You don't have time to go to the gym all day, every day. You really only got an hour, four or five days a week. That's where we start to group the actions together. So instead of just chest on Monday, let's do a push day and work all the muscles that push weight. And then on Tuesday, let's go in and work all the muscles that pull weight. We're able to do that when we know the actions of these muscles. And if we don't know the actions, we can't quite do that. So, again, I challenge you guys or I encourage you guys to pick up an anatomy book, do some research, figure out the actions of these muscles, figure out if certain muscles share an action. Here's a hint. Usually they're in the same area or they, set, they share an insertion point. And program around that. 
I'm going to group these together because they share an action. I'm going to group these two, three, four muscles together on this day, and I'm going to group these other three, four, five muscles on this day because they all share an action. That goes for my advanced people who didn't quite know that there were muscles that share an action. And for my beginner people who don't know how to put a program together and want to be as effective as possible. So go ahead again. If I can get somebody to pick up a book and learn, I've done my job. So a lot of information on today's episode. Just to recap, anatomy is going to do nothing but benefit you in the weight room. It's only going to help you achieve what you want to achieve and maybe even help you surpass your goals. For my beginner people, knowing the names is going to help you put a picture of, of the muscle you're working Right, just the name alone, we use the example of the tricep. Right, that prefix tri means three. You have three heads, lateral, medial, long head. We talked about the deltoid and helping you localize certain muscles, whether that's muscle fibers like, like your anterior fibers of the deltoid or your posterior fiber of the deltoid. Right, you get the front or the back. Just knowing the name gives you that hint or, or that specificity. And sometimes the name itself gives you its action. We use the example of the adductor magnus, adductor closer to the midline. We know we have to bring that foot closer to the midline if we want to work that adductor. And again, that's just by knowing the name. For my more advanced people who, who want to look at the origin and insertion point, the benefits behind that is that you get to figure out how can I fully separate those two points to get a full extension and how can I fully bring those two points together to get a full contraction that's going to give you the stimulation you need that's going to give you the stimulating reps you're looking and desire for to get the edge during your workout right to get that pump to get the extra push to get the extra squeeze go through that Figure out the start and the end point of your favorite muscle or the muscle you're going to work out and use that to your advantage. Figure out the actions of these muscles. Figure out that it's not just one single action. This muscle shares or, or this muscle has multiple actions and sometimes those actions are shared with another muscle and group those together to be more effective in the weight room or at least use your time more wisely in the weight room. My advanced people who have been knowing about this push and pull day, you guys are aware of what that means. To my beginning people who just want to have the most effective workout and don't have you know, seven days a week to get into the gym because of your schedule or what may, may be the, the barrier for, for you to do that, figure out what muscles share in action, group them together on one day, group another pair of muscles on the next day, and group a third pair of muscles the following day, or, or just be as effective as you can grouping these muscles to help you build a well-rounded program. Again, a lot of information. I hope I encourage one of you to pick up an anatomy book or do a little more in-depth research. 
That's all I ask. I've done my job if I'm able to do that with just one person. Um, more, moreover, I'm looking forward to the next episode I'm bringing on the podcast just to give that a little bit of a tease. It has to do with the brain and how the brain communicates with the muscles to produce movement. So I love that topic coming up. I I really love today's episode. I think it's something extremely important that will help anyone. Our next episode is a little more, I don't want to say intense, but it's a little bit more advanced. But I'm still excited to bring that because anyone can take advantage of that and just use the information on there to their benefit. Uh, I'm always open to questions uh, via Instagram at Performance Upgrade or via email at Performance Upgrade Training at gmail.com. Any questions or if you just want to reach out, you know, have some comments about the episode, feel free. I'm always open to that. And again, my name is Eduardo Del Rio. I'm your host for this Performance Upgrade Training Podcast. Go out there, make some gains, make me proud, crush it, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.